today's episode, we're discussing how we get our kids to talk about their day. Hey everyone, welcome to the Papa Fatigue podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. Now that we're back in school, we're reminded of how little most kids respond to the question of how was your day or what did you do at school today? So we're discussing some strategies that you can use to get a little bit more insight into your child's day. First, here's my deal. I'm Dave. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. I'm Jim. I've got two girls, five and eight. So the inspiration from this episode was a recent article that we found on Lifehacker entitled, Why Kids Don't Want to Talk About Their Day and How to Get Them to Open Up Anyway. And as fathers who have gone through this, we thought it would be useful to exchange strategies. So for starters, the article provides just a little bit of background information, right? And, And so the first piece is that kids need to decompress after school. They need that transition from school to home. And, you know, if you think about your own life, right, when when we were all going outside to work, we would come home. And certainly if you come home after a long day at work and the family starts peppering you with like, how was work? And, you know, you, you also would want a little bit of a downtime. So remember that kids will need that as well. And then the second point they bring up is that because of the way the brain develops, young kids don't really recall the day's events in the same way that we do. And so that's sort of important to understand when you just say, hey, when you ask that sort of how was the day kind of question or what did you do? They don't really remember it in that order. And so some of the tools that they suggested in the article was to listen to your child instead of always asking questions, right? So wait for them to open up and then just sort of go with the flow. Also, with respect to this concept that again the kids their brains don't quite remember the way or at least for younger kids they don't remember the day quite the way that we do use an itinerary of the school day to help prompt their memories so you know maybe what did you do before recess what did you play you know how was lunch those kinds of things and then lastly model it right so tell them how your day went first and and really sort of provide them an opportunity to see what it would look like and then they can sort of mimic back what you're doing so Jim, just before we kind of get into our own strategies, did you have any of these experiences growing up where did your parents constantly ask you, like, how were things? What was going on at school today? I don't really remember it. I think that I'm sure that there, when I was younger, I'm sure that we had that conversation. But what I, what I remember when I was thinking about this question is probably the, you know, the, the early teens to high school years mm-hmm. where, Hey, how was your day? And just having that like reaction of <laughs> irritation, just uh, leave me alone, dad. Uh, so I don't remember having that, but I'm sure I did. And probably when I was younger, we probably talked about it at the at the dinner table. Um, but I don't recall it. And I probably would share things with my siblings. I had an older sister and a younger brother. Uh, but I don't remember any of these strategies that we're talking about, certainly. Yeah, for me, you know, we did always eat as a family together. And I remember that was the time when we would sort of talk about our day. And my brother, who's a few years younger than me, he was very quiet when we were growing up. And that was a kid It was like always pulling teeth to get him to talk about his day. And I remember there there was a moment where, you know, to be excused from the table, you'd have to provide at least, you know, <laughs> one thing that happened to the day. Like it was that much of a thing that like, all right, you got to you got to share something with us. They were just trying to get anything they could get out of him. And I that was certainly something I remember because of our age difference. But yeah, we always sort of had that time uh, at, at dinner time to talk about that. So how are things going with you currently? Do your kids you know, engage with that sort of level of questioning how the, the day was going or do they need some cajoling? How are they responding to that right now? 
I do use some of the strategies that are described in here uh, later, but usually, so here's the drill. I'll pick them up from school and I will refrain from saying, how was your day? And for, for a couple of reasons, one, you know, the sort of decompressing thing that you're talking about. And also I don't want them to get in the habit of good day or bad day. You know, this was, this was a good day. This and having to make that judgment and to just, you know, decide one way, because it isn't, you know, days are different. All days are different throughout the day. There could be good things or bad things. So I'm trying not to do the good day, bad day. Uh, but they will, just in, in not addressing that, they will frequently volunteer things. Uh, the older one will talk about, you know, maybe she went to the library that day or, you know, she got a new book or, you know, look at something that she got from a friend. And the younger one, we're really fortunate in this in that they, there's a take-home folder that uh, she brings every day that has the work that they did that day. By every day. And, yeah, and it is, and it, she is so excited mm -hmm. to show me and mm -hmm. so proud. Like, we sometimes we don't even make it into the car before she pulls out her folder wow. and wants to show me what she did. So I'm way on top of what she's doing. You know, the, the letters that she's writing, the words, the numbers, you know, what she's learning about. And there may be something that... Uh, specifically, she's very excited about, like, today we learned about spiders, let's say. Do you know spiders have such and such? And we share some facts. So I'm pretty lucky in that respect. Um, but then, you know, as I, as I said, and we'll talk later about some of the strategies that I use as well. Hmm. For us, the kids are pretty good right now in terms of sharing what's been going on with them. When my daughter was younger, that was certainly difficult. And I think also when she first went into school at pre-k three you know you, you want to know what's going on and i think that in particular is the point in time in which this the, the, you know talking about this whole brain development which is again also when you want to know the most right is they're transitioning to a new school and they have all these new people and you're you're just you're sort of asking also because you're concerned about how things are going to make sure they're doing okay and that's when they're they're least talkative so when she was much younger three four it was it was tough but you know, yes, our kids, our oldest are now eight. Uh, and so that's pretty easy. And, and the oldest one does volunteer a lot of things these days. So that one's not pretty hard or that one's not very difficult. My son has gone from not talking too much to being one who volunteers a lot about not necessarily what's going on in his day, but volunteers stories that might have happened at school, which I actually that is what he's doing. That is what he's doing at school that day, but not so much in the academic sense, but more like maybe, you know, what he played at today we played PJ Mask or Paw Patrol or whatever. So, so I do get a little bit of a sense from him without having to ask, at least again, sort of in the social space, social sphere, which, you know, I think in kindergarten is just as important right now as, as the academic stuff that they're doing to just sort of understand how things are going with him. So it sounds like you don't really have any uh, challenges with your oldest daughter. Was there sort of a point of inflection where you're like, wow, she went from, you know, not talking to all of a sudden telling us everything about the day? The other direction, I think she was and probably it has something to do with age. She was much more talkative when she was younger mm. and probably second grade. It, it changed a little bit. So, I mean, she's in third grade. She's starting to feel uh, tweenish, you know, mm -hmm. starting to feel a little bit of the she's uh, she's less responsive to those questions. Well, excuse me. She's she volunteers less, but she is responsive to those questions. Um, and what she shares is, you know, obviously a little bit more sophisticated than what the younger one shares. Mm -hmm. For us, I, it feels to me like K was a bit of an inflection point kindergarten where things seemed to be, uh, things seemed to come up, you know, without, without being prompted. So the kids would just start volunteering things. And I think that was 
specifically for our daughter again. And, you know, for our son, our son was just a little bit later in talking too, but now he's just, I mean, the kid's got a, a great imagination, I think. So he just likes to tell stories. And I think naturally what happened at school today is part of that story. So that really it felt to me like for both kids, that was a point of inflection. So if you do have a younger child who it feel it does feel like pulling teeth, Maybe you just have to get to kindergarten where they're a little bit older well, they're, where they're going to start volunteering things. So what are your strategies for getting your kids to talk about their day? Early on, I think when they were probably in preschool, uh, I would model talking about my day when I picked them up. So the, the old school had a much longer drive than we have now. And so a lot of our conversations would happen in the car. And I would, you know, I'd, I'd, without really making a big deal out of it, just, you know, here's what I did after I dropped you off. You know, I went home and then I did some work. I had lunch with your mom. And just to make the point that it's not very interesting or exciting, <laughs> but this is what I did. And then I came and pick you up. So they had an idea of what happened in the, the time that transpired between drop off and pick up. And I think that helped. And sometimes, uh, sometimes in the past, they would just, they would then volunteer and mirror that and tell me what they did during the day, which was, uh, which was a nice, easy way to do it. Um, the best, the two best strategies I have is one to ask specific questions like, and this is their favorite. Did anyone get in trouble today? Mm-hmm. And there's always a story about somebody who, <laughs> yeah. you know, hit somebody or whatever was interrupting the teacher. Uh, what was the funniest thing that happened? Who did you eat lunch with? Uh, who did you play with at, at recess? Mm-hmm. And those tend to have better responses than obviously the what did you learn today? That's not, mm-hmm. that hasn't, I think that's a little bit too vague. And I mean, particularly the younger one, she's learning without really knowing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's just, it's, her brain is kind of sucking it up. The other technique is to play two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. So we'll take turns and I'll play as well. I'll, you know, two truths and a lie about my day. And then, and then they'll do the same. Uh, each of the two girls would take a turn doing that. And it's, you know, lots of laughter and giggles and <laughs> they're delighted when they guess right. And you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I can at least get something out of them that way. Yeah. I like that. I, I we're going to have to pick that one up. Uh, when I pick up the well, I don't pick up the kids this year, last year I did a lot, but usually if I do pick them up, I might ask just sort of one question at pickup, just kind of a generic question, just to, I don't know, reflect on it. And then I'm not really trying to pepper them with a bunch of stuff right after I've gotten them. Uh, And we, part of that is, I guess, because we usually talk about the day when we sit down at dinner, like how was your day? And I've actually, now that we're having this conversation, I'm not sure that my wife and I participate too much in those conversations. I think most of it is us, asking the kids how their day went. We're not sharing quite as much, which is probably something we should do in terms of the modeling piece. Um, but, you know, other strategies that I have is I think, you know, listening is just so important, right? That the the more you listen, the more you pay attention, and the more you remember, the more you're able to ask questions, whether it's about that day or whether it's about something that happened last week that you can kind of come back to again like oh last week you told me you were learning this are you still learning that or have you moved on to another section or chapter or whatever and i think it also shows them that you know that that what they're saying is being understood and consumed and that you are paying attention to them that it's important uh and i think i think you show that to them uh, i also like to be pretty specific and and this sort of uh, lines up with the sort of listing. So, you know, based on kind of what I know is going on, I'll ask them a specific question about something. So for instance, you know, right now I know that, 
my daughter is they're playing floor hockey at school. She came home with a you know one of those like um, you know those uh, bands that said like oh she won the sports award for perseverance and I was like how did you win that? She said well it's because um, we played floor hockey and I didn't really want to play but I I gave it my all right and so you know it it's a great story but then it also it allows me to go back maybe next week when I know she has gym class and say oh you know are you guys still playing? hockey or did you move on to badminton which i know they're actually starting now so part of that right is that listening piece of me understanding what when she is speaking about what it is she is doing and then going back to it and you know letting her sort of update me so i know there's this sort of continuous thread you know they're doing um there's they started theater this year which i'm really curious to see how that kind of works out i mean they're third graders so like what is that going to look like at the end of the year? I'm very, very curious. So I think, you know, those are the kinds of things. And then lastly, uh, you know, it's, you don't always need to ask how they're, you know, how, how the day went or how things are going at school. You don't, I think you don't always need to ask that question every single day because then it can sort of maybe feel a little bit formulaic almost. So I don't ask every single day. You know, there's certainly days where, you know, I, I ask it quite a bit. But it's not something where I come home and I'm like, all right, I have to find out how the day went. You know, sometimes, and I guess part of that is that sometimes they'll volunteer it. And so I know without having to ask. And sometimes it's like, well, you know, whatever, we've got other stuff going on. And, you know, it just, it doesn't come up for whatever reason. So within the article, there was, or actually there was another article where people on Reddit provided some advice. And we actually saw these articles at similar uh, times. And so we did want to sort of throw out what some other people had mentioned on Reddit. So the first one is just like you, that's, there's a, somebody that says, tell me who got into trouble today. And part of that is that whole like the gossip thing that, you know, everybody likes to talk about other kids getting into trouble. So that, that uh, is an easy one. What did you learn today? I do that one. It is open-ended. It's a little vague, but I think it works even though I do tend to like the specific, but what did you learn today? Uh, here's another one. Understand what your child tells you in confidence and keep it between just the two of you. Then uh, tell me one good thing about the day, one thing that could have been better, and about one person that the child talked with or one thing that the child did for someone else. And what this parent does is every year the child goes up in age, they have to add a second thing, right? So when they're in second grade, it's, you know, tell me two thi- two good things about the day or and two things that could have been better. And I, I mean, I assume you don't get to 12th grade and continue this, but that probably works for a little while. Uh, another comment here is be supportive. It shouldn't feel like an interrogation, right? The more positive and supportive, the more, the more they'll open up. Compare notes with another parent. Asking about how the friend's day went breaks the ice. And again, here, kids love talking about other kids, right? So similar to that, like who got in trouble kind of concept. Uh, don't bombard them. Give them some time to decompress. So we've sort of talked about that, right? Like it's not an interrogation and give them some space. Uh, start with the fun stuff. You know, what did they play at recess? What did they eat for lunch? Uh, here's another one. Opt for open-ended questions, right? So a yes, you, you ask a yes/no, and you're going to get a yes/no answer, and that's the end of the conversation. So, kind of p- part of the way that you're going to get there is by framing the questions in the right way. And then the last comment here was that somebody just said, "You know what? Sometimes just let them be. You know, sometimes they're just not. They don't want to talk about their day. Give them the space that they need." So, what are your thoughts about some of these comments that that uh, we got on Reddit? I agree with, and you had mentioned it well, just don't ask them every single day or sometimes give them some space. And I think that uh, that means that when we do have those conversations, they're more conversational and less right. uh, less like an interrogation. 
I'm, I'm not sure about the confidence thing. I can think of, uh, I mean, maybe I can think of a time where if my daughters told me something that was just between the two of us, I could imagine telling her I could keep in confidence for a day or two, but I'm, I'm going to tell her mom either right away or, you know, within a short amount of time. So I don't, and, and we'd have to talk about that some more. I'm not sure that that's something I would do. I think that, I think having communication between, I think if you tell one parent, it should be telling two parents. Oh, uh, like I said, I could think of, I could think of a time where, you know, uh, look, you, you know, I'm not going to tell mom for two days or, you know, I'm going to tell mom eventually, but for now it's between us, you know, something like that. But I, I can't imagine keeping that. Maybe it'll be different in high school, but at this age, I think that's something we share. Interesting. So I had an experience with my daughter where she came home and she was clearly something was off and we talked about it. And I said, look, um, you know, let, let me know what's going on. And she just, she was having, she was struggling with it. I said, if, if you want to just keep this between you and me, we can do that. I don't have to tell mom. So the opposite of your experience or because of where you're going. And at that point she opened up to me and I, I do feel like I wanted to give her a sense of, you can confide in me that if for whatever, and it's not that you can't confide in your mom, but if for whatever reason, like that's the thing that kind of gets you over the hump, uh, that that's kind of the support I would give her. I think it's interesting because to me, based on what you said, I actually think that the confidence thing probably works a little bit better when they're younger simply because the level of problems that they're raising are not necessarily earth shattering yet versus when they get into high school and things, there might be something said in confidence where you're like, man, I really need to talk to my wife, husband, partner because this is this is pretty big. Uh, so it's interesting that you sort of think about it the other way of the confidence being more at the younger end. And I, my guess is, at least for me, that when things just become more complicated, that's when it might be harder for me to say, look, I can't, you know, I have to let your mom know that whatever you were in a bad situation or like people are doing all sorts of crazy stuff and it's getting dangerous or whatever that is. But I think also part of it is there's a bit of a, a judgment call, right? When you sort of based on, I think, where you think the conversation's going, that you would be willing to maybe say, okay, I can keep that in confidence or maybe I can't. But I'm just curious, like, does that change how you think about it? I'm not trying to change your parenting style, obviously. I'm just curious to, <laughs> to know, to know. Uh, I don't know, because I'm curious to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, maybe it's just a different approach because I could do the, I could imagine that the other way, that if there are earth shattering uh -huh, things. That you would want to actually... The that, right and and again i mean maybe it's something that would that i would share with you, but i think that i would be i think that it would be more important to have that one-on-one -on -one confidence if we're talking about things that are earth shattering mm, and you know like uh i don't know i'm having a hard time thinking of something but no i can uh, see that I, I i can see i can see where you're going too yeah more more like a yeah, more like an adult confidence mm -hmm. than you know, and particularly if, if they need some help about something, you know, and if that's how they feel safe getting help, then, uh, you know, keep it in confidence. For the younger kids, uh, you're right. I mean, as I think about it, I mean, what are we keeping confidence about? You know, so-and-so's got a crush on me, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. don't tell anybody, you know. I, I believe uh, that's <laughs> actually what it was. <laughs> the, the yeah. like, this kid has a crush on me and it's driving me nuts. And I'm like, all right, I don't yeah. have to tell your mom, but that's okay. Yeah. So maybe they're a little bit more innocent at this age as far as the, the issues we're dealing with. So far, so good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'll have to keep thinking on it. But it is the idea of keeping something from the from her mom is it makes me uncomfortable. Well, and now you're making me sort of rethink again my my thinking initially. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is as I mean, uh, part of it is we're not going to have to go from zero to sixty, right? There'll be this. There's going to be the middle school years where we're going to start to see things, and I think that'll sort of solidify where we sit on this whole like telling things in confidence like yeah okay it feels right for me to keep it in confidence or it doesn't feel right i I think we'll have a a bit of a transition where it's not going to quite go from this kid has a crush on me to you know whatever somebody got pregnant or you know something like that right like there will be a a slow transition where we'll be able to i think probably dial in uh what we think about it uh so i mean you know going back to some of the other the comments in in the reddit i do actually often ask uh what um, what the kids learned in school. And I think that, again, that, that learning piece goes back to, again, the listening and understanding what's happening. And it, it allows you to have, you know, follow-up questions, but also to understand sort of what's going on in class. And there's always, you know, I think I'm always surprised by some things that they learn about, uh, whether it's a new word that I was like, I didn't realize that was in your vocabulary or a new concept. And I always like asking about like, where did you learn that? Because oftentimes it usually comes back to school. Although sometimes it's like, well, I learned that at Octonauts, which is, I mean, that's great. I feel less guilty about stuff like that. But it, it does allow for, again, a little bit more like, oh, you know, what else did you learn at school? So I think there are all these ways of learning what happened without necessarily asking specifically like how your day went. And and in that case, it's not necessarily like how you know, how did that, how was today? But here I'm learning about maybe something that happened a month ago or a couple of weeks ago where they learned about frogs and toads and things like that. Like just today, my son was telling me about toads and I'm like, I actually don't know the difference between a frog and a toad. You know, so those are kind of some of the things that I'm learning about. Um, I think also that to me, these conversations, these early conversations lay the groundwork for building trust in the relationship, right? So again, we sort of go back to this level of confidence. And I think, again, having these small bite-sized pieces start building that so that when they are in middle school, when they are in high school, they are capable of trusting you and saying, yes, this is a big deal. I can't deal with this on my own. I need some help from my parents. So I almost feel like, again, a lot of the things that we do here lay the groundwork for more complicated relationships as they get older and so i i sort of like having these sort of you know check-ins just to see kind of how things are going um and and again i guess the last point is that you know to sort of think about how you're asking a question and what it is you're asking right so that whole you know if you're just asking a simple yes no well then you're gonna get a yes no answer so you know it's it's not only that but it, again it's, it's also sort of not just how open-ended you phrase it but to your point, right? If you wanted, you know, if you just say, did you have a good day? There's a yes, no, but then there's also some level of judgment about that day, right? So it's not simply the fact that I, the kid can answer yes, no, but it's also that they can then say, well, it was a bad day. And maybe that's not something that you want them to, you don't want them to necessarily look at days as good days or bad days, but effectively you are asking them to do that when that was maybe an unintentional consequence of the way that you asked the question. If you're experiencing the how was your day and your child responds good, if you're going through that phase, know that it's just a phase. You know, try out some of these ideas and know that whether through your perseverance or their own personal development, they'll eventually come around to sharing their day with you. 
If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. You can also head over to the website, papayfatigue.club. That's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E.club to pick up some merch and use the discount code podcast for 10% off. If you have any questions, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Thanks for listening.